I want to talk to you about going through the water. Going through the waters. Or really, I want to talk to you about being in Christ. What does it mean to be in Christ? 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18 through 22. But uh, quick question. How many people, when you were a little kid, you don't have to raise your hand, but were scared of going through the automated car wash? I'm going to raise my hand because I, was, I remember being scared. Remember the, the automated car? We have one here in town, but they used to have, they have in some places the kind with the tracks that takes your car and then it goes through. I remember as a little kid being scared of the automatic car wash and, you know, it gets dark all of a sudden and these things are banging on your car and it's pushing down. And I will be honest that at 16 years old when I started to drive, I was extremely nervous going into these car washes the first time. How many people say, yeah, that was me. Well, the first time you ever go to these automated car washes, especially uh, where we were from, they had the ones where there was a guy outside, and you had to line up exactly right. And if you didn't, he's like, back up, come back again. Nope, go back, try it again. And you get in, and then it grabs your wheels, and it pulls you through, and there's nothing you can do. They could get you then. It's over. I mean, it's it. You know, and you think, man, I'm going to, anybody ever got stuck in a car wash before and had to get out? You know, uh, I, I remember one time where it didn't, it stopped working, and then it's like, well, now what? You're in the middle. It's got you. Uh, you're going to die here. Just they're going to write your obituary. Man dies in car wash. You know, no, you have to, I had to get, dump over the hump and just drive on out. Uh, I, I think about that. It's like this dark tunnel with water and lights and sound. And then you get to the blower part and it's like crinkling the top of your car and it's loud, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, you think about that. You wonder in life, sometimes there's moments where it gets dark it gets loud, you don't see the light ahead, and there's all this noise and commotion, and you wonder in a season like that, am I going to make it through? That's really what I want us to talk about. Sometimes we can get to seasons in life, we go through things in this journey called life, whether it be a season of loss or despair or depression, uh, even facing death itself, we wonder, are we going to make it through? Because I can't see the light ahead. And everything is dark, and it's noisy, and it's loud, and this thing is kind of scary. How many of you have been in a season like that before? Am I going to make it through? What's on the other side of this? If I go down into this, am I going to come up out of this on top? Uh, every person is going to face that one day or another. You're, all of us are going to come to this moment called death. And it's going to take you down. And the question is, are you going to make it through and come out on top? Are you going to make it through and come out on top? The key for that car wash is stay in the vehicle. As long as you don't get out in the middle of this thing and panic, you'll be all right. You will get pulled through the other side of these automatic car washes. Just stay in the vehicle. And God, in His infinite wisdom and His knowledge and His love for us, sent us the perfect vehicle for you to stay in to get through. If you stay in this vehicle called Jesus Christ, if you remain in Him, I don't care how dark, how dreary, how wet, how loud, how noisy, how much everything presses in around you, and you feel like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, I just got to get out of this situation. As long as you stay in the vehicle, God's going to pull you through. God is going to pull you through. And even if you go down into the depth, dark places, you'll come out on top. You'll come out on top. The only way to go through these times is to stay in Christ. Problem is today, many people, even in the church, are not sure if they're in Christ. 
I think sometimes we can go through this life trying to do it our own way, like, oh, I'm going to go through the car wash this way. I'm going to leave my mirrors out. Well, that's going to not work out so well for some of us who drive bigger vehicles. There's a way to have to go through this car wash. And if you try to walk through this thing on your own, enjoy the ride, right? Uh, You've got to be in the vehicle. You've got to be in the vehicle. There's sometimes we try to clean ourselves up on our own. We try to look the part. We try to sound the part. We make for ourselves good moral rules, what we think Christianity is. We tell ourselves we're going to be okay so long as I'm not as bad as other people or if I'm just a good moral person or a good old boy or a good old girl. Man, I'm going to make it through the other side. And we lie to ourselves and we lie to ourselves and we we put on this facade thinking that we're clean, that we're not a bad person. God loves everyone. But we'll be utterly surprised when death comes knocking at our door and our self-righteous works won't pay the bill. We try to go through the waters, we'll be failing because we'll not be found in Christ. You see, Christ is the vessel, and if you don't come to Christ, you're not going to make it through the waters. So, let's talk about being in Christ, going through the waters, being in Christ. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, if you're there, somebody say, Amen. Through the waters. Here's Peter. He's speaking to this persecuted church in Asia Minor, and he's encouraging them. Guys, you're going through the waters right now. You are suffering. You are being persecuted. You don't know what's coming out on the other side. You don't know how you're going to make it through. And he begins to demonstrate to them this wonderful, powerful story about what Christ has done for them and who Christ is to them and who they are in Christ. If you'll just stay in the vehicle, you're going to make it through the other side. You may have to endure suffering. But guess what? Joy comes in the morning. You may go through the valley of the shadow of death, but you can fear no evil. If you just go and stay in the vehicle, God's going to pull you through the other side. You can make it through the water. So look what he says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all time, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us, note that, bring us to God, having put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. In which, in that, he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison who were once disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Now, corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, but not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of the Father of God, having gone into heaven after angels and authorities and powers had been subjected to him. Now, he uses the story of Noah. So, remember the story of Noah in the Bible. Let's go back to Sunday school. For those of you who didn't grow up in Sunday school, Noah is a righteous man. The Bible says he was a preacher of repentance. He was a righteous man, and he preached repentance. And the Bible says that God called Noah, who was one of the only righteous men left on the face of the earth because wickedness had grown, and he preached for 120 years. He preached repentance. Because why? There was this message God's judgment is against sin, but there is a vessel of salvation. And uh, God is going to send us the plans, and He's building it. And God, through Noah, would build the ark, and they would, you know the story, uh, even if, uh, you know, in modern culture, they, God sends the animals, and then uh, He says, Noah, get in the ark, and they get in the ark, and only His family, He never makes a single convert other than His kids and their family. They get in the ark, And then the water comes, 40 days and 40 nights, and for a year Noah is afloat. But here's the deal, only the people in the vessel, only the people who came in 
and left their old life and believed that God's judgment was against sin and that God had provided a vessel to be saved in, only those who were in the boat made it. Everything outside the boat died. And then God gave Noah a new covenant and he brought them through the waters. And while everybody else went to the depths of the deep in the waters, Noah came back up out the other side. And God gave a new seal, a promise with the rainbow, and a new covenant of how to live life. And the whole world was made new. Now Peter says that is a perfect illustration of what God has done for you and for me through Jesus Christ. So let's look at what he means. So the first part is, he said you had to come to. You had to come to the vessel of salvation. And he says in faith, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 says, they had to come as a living stone that was rejected by men. He said people rejected Christ just like they rejected Noah's message. They did not believe the report that God has judgment against sin. That sin will not survive the waters. Things are going to be passed through this thing on the other side. And God has a judgment. Unless you believe in faith that God has a plan... He says, you'll reject. He says, most people rejected Noah and most people rejected Christ because coming to God means you must believe that He is. Remember what Hebrews says? And He's a rewarder of those who diligently or earnestly seek Him. And so it was by faith. The Bible says it was by faith Noah prepared the ark. This whole journey to come to Christ is all by faith. You don't see the judgment coming. You don't see what's on the other side. You don't know when death is coming for you. You don't know when God is coming back to the earth. But there is a day coming. The Bible says that while the floodgates were stored up for Noah's day by water, Peter says in his second chapter, his second book, he says, there is a storehouse of fire that God, just like the waters, has stored up for a certain day and a certain time. And Matthew tells us through Jesus, he says, there's coming a day and time, just like in the days of Noah when they were marrying and doing their life and giving to one another and buying and selling. It was a normal day and they did not know it until the flood came. He said in the same way in Matthew 24 there's going to be another day. And this is the good news and the challenging news. There is judgment for sin in the world today. But the good news is there's a vessel. There is an ark. There's something you can get in and get out of this because Jesus says there'll be one day coming where two will be in the field and in a moment one will be there and one will be gone. Two will be in the bed, one will be there and one will be gone. And he says you don't know the day and the hour when the flood is coming. But there will be a flood of fire. And that's the message that we're still preaching today. There is a God judgment coming for sin. This world's going to be baptized in fire one more time. So you have to get in the ark. Do you believe it? That's the message. He says, this is the message. You have to repent and believe God's word that judgment is coming against sin. And God has provided the perfect vessel, the means of salvation. And everyone who rejects this call will die because a flood is coming. You see, everybody, even Noah and his family included, we are all sinners. We've all fallen short of God's glorious standard, Romans says. God's Word is pronouncing judgment on our lies, on our envy, on our lust. God's Word pronounces judgment on our gossips, our slanders, our hatred, our impure and evil thoughts, our sexual immorality. And just like God had stored that flood, there's another flood coming. 
And none of us are worthy. Even Moses' family, when they get out on the other side, that shows that, man, they were human. They were people just like us. But it's not about the condition of how good they are, because no man except through faith is righteous. Even Abraham, he gained his righteousness because he had faith in God's promise, that God was so gracious and God was so good. And just like you and me, all you and I have to do is not get there by your own merit, not because we're all good, but if you just believe this message... Judgment, a flood, a fire is coming. Get in the ark. You come in, just like Noah, by faith. What does that look like for you and for me? You know, you and I might be going through our own thing right now. You say, well, man, Pastor Heath, i got to really deal with this first. The Bible says that God is patiently waiting for you to put your full trust into Him. That you would believe this, and come. All who are thirsty, come. That's what he kept saying over and over. Everybody, just come. Come to me and drink. Come to me and you'll leave. Come, come to me. You're going to endure this, this thing no matter what you go through. You can go through it in me. The first part is to come, to follow the word by faith, to believe it. You say, well, Pastor, I believe in Jesus. I go to church, man. I mean, this. okay. Well, are you sure you're in Christ? Here's the deal. A lot of people can believe things. A lot of people can know a lot of things about a lot of things. A lot of people can sit on pews in churches every week. But are you actually in Christ? What does it actually mean to be in Christ? The first part is, if you're in Christ, you're going to go through some things. That's what happens next. Going through. Whatever you're going through, you better go through it in Christ. The first thing that uh, he says, there was a death that came. You see, Christ was preaching by the Spirit through Noah to this whole generation. And the ark was sent by God, and it carried God's people through the judgment of this watery grave. And all the unrighteous people that were outside of it died and went to Hades, this place of this unrighteous dead. And they couldn't go through what God had prepared. And neither will you and I. No one in this room is going to make it on their own merit to go through what God has prepared for the world ahead. You're not going to make it through death unless you're going through it in Christ. You're not going to make it out on the other side in every situation you're going through in life for guaranteed unless you're going through it in Christ. There's this baptism of death that happened with Noah and his family. They could not go through it unless they went through it in the ark. And they went down under that water. No doubt that time the, the tidal waves are coming. And man, this is, the whole world is flooded. I mean, can you imagine the shaking, the rocking, kind of like that, that car wash. Man, it's blowing, it's dark, and you're down and you're in it. But they were safe and secure going down. What, all that water was death for everyone else. And it could have been death for Noah and his family. But because they were in the middle of Jesus, in the middle of the vessel, in the middle of salvation, they were making it through. You see, the thing is, is Jesus had to go through it too. This is the good news, man. That vessel had to go through that. God in His infinite wisdom made the perfect vessel for you to get in. He made that vessel God-man. He made it 100% God, 100% man. It was the perfect vessel for you to get in, that He could die on the place for you, that He had to go through death with you in order to save you, that Jesus came as a perfect man. He lived a perfect life. He died a sacrificial death on the cross. And because He was God in the flesh, He was the perfect vessel for you to get in. And then the Bible says that when He went down into the depths, He went down into that tomb, and it got 
dark and it was scary. And no doubt the disciples are wondering, are we going to make it through this? And for three days they questioned, how can we come out on the other side? How are we going to come out on top of this? But the Bible says right there in Peter, he says, he went down into the depths and he made proclamation to the spirits who were in prison. That uh, Some translators say that is those evil angels that are stored up for judgment on that last day. And Colossians says that he made a spectacle of them when he triumphed over them on the cross. And he nailed those codes in Kansas. He said, in Revelation, he says, I went down and I got the keys of death in Hades, and I am the Alpha, the Omega. I am the one who is alive forevermore. Man, he went down and he made a spectacle of what Satan meant for evil. He meant for good. He came out on the other side, and the Bible says in Matthew 28, he says, Behold, all authority has been given unto me. I'm alive. When Jesus became alive, you became alive too. But you have to go down with him into death. You see, this is how this works. Noah had to die with the ark. Noah's old life left. The whole evil world left. All the things of the past life left. And when Noah went down, he was going into death just like he was with him and his family were going down into death. It was death for everyone else. And he was going into death too. But he was going through that death in the vessel. And see, this is the Christianity that is biblical. This is the New Testament Christianity. It's not come and listen to a good message and say you believe a couple of facts. It is that there is a group of people who really have come into the ark and are willing to go down into death with Christ. That they were willing to crucify themselves and die to themselves daily and die the death with Him that He died. Because He died, so if you are in Him, you are dying with Him. That's Christianity. That's the church. It's the people who are going down into death with Christ. We see, for every death you die, you come back up and live. That same God who shut the boat would open an empty tomb. And now all those who are in Christ can go through the waters and come up alive. And the question still is, are you in Christ? Are you going to make it? How do you know if you're in Christ? Let me give you a question. Here's a test. If God calls you to suffer for an evil person, will you do it? If God calls you to suffer injustice patiently, will you do it? If God calls you to give up some material possession in your life, will you do it? If God calls you to turn the other cheek, will you do it? You see... You have to die with Christ. Peter's writing to a church that's about to give up their lives for the sake of the gospel. He says, don't worry. I don't care how much you suffer. I don't care much how much injustice. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care what they can do to you. As long as you're in Christ and you die continuously with him, you're going to make it through. You want to try to mouth off to somebody and do it your own way and tell them off how you want to do it? I don't think you're right now in Christ. If you want to figure out your own path to make a bunch of money in the world and make your own name and do things your own way and compromise with Christ, and what we're doing is holding on to that old life and saying, I want to bring that old life into this boat. I want to still live on my own terms and my own conditions. I still want to do things the world is doing. I still want to live like that old thing that happened before the flood came. He says, no, no, no. When you come into that vessel... Man, the old life passes away. It's washed under judgment. But then you're in Christ and you're birthed into new life. The old things pass away, and guess what? All things are becoming new. 
You and I are on this journey until Jesus comes. It's a continual of dying of self. Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ, yet it's not, it's not me. It's him who's living because I'm in him. Romans says it this way. He says, you know, you've been buried with him through baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead for the glory of God the Father, so you too might walk in the newness of life. So if you have been united with him in the likeness of his death going down, certainly you'll also be united with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, guys, that your old self was crucified with him in order that your body of sin would be done away with. You're no longer slaves to sin because if you've died, you're free from sin. You see, everything you go through in this Christian life, here's how it happens. You go into it, and you come out the other side, less of you and more of Him. You want to know if you went through that situation with Christ? Okay, when you came out, did you have less of you or more of you? Oh, I went through that horrible season, but I made it by my own bootstraps. Did you come out with more of you or less of you? Who, who came out on top there? Because if you came through it with Christ, you're always going to go through that situation with less of you. Because the old you will continue to die. It's a baptism of death. That's why we do water baptism. You go down into the waters. You die to the old man symbolically. You come up and you're new again. But he says, this, this is not about getting washed with some water and some soap here. This is a washing of the Holy Spirit. The more you die in this life, the more you'll live. The more you die with Christ, the more you're living. Sometimes, though, I think we jump out of the boat. We get out of the car wash. We try to make it through our own. Lastly is this. When Noah came up, they were made new. You see, you come in, and you go through, and then you're made new. When Noah and his family got out of the ark, they were in one sense, resurrected. They had a new covenant, a new way to live pleasing to God. They were not to go back to their old way of living. Why would you go back to your old way of living? He just killed the whole world for that. Go back into this new way of living. The same is true for Christians. Guys, you're going to get one day a new heaven and earth where righteousness dwells. You're going to be passing through the water. And in that future heaven, that future glory, that new heaven, that new earth, there's going to be no sinner. There's going to be no sin. None of that old stuff is going to make it through the waters. And we all go through these final waters of judgment. We're going to pass through the other side. And that old life has got to be passed away. So why bring it on the boat right now? Come on, listen to me. Sometimes it's like we're trying to keep things on the boat. And Jesus is like, throw that thing overboard. Throw those thoughts overboard. Throw those feelings overboard. Those animals, they're not allowed here. I mean, that's what they say about the unicorn and things like that. There's some things that aren't allowed on the boat. We've got some things we're carrying and we're loading it down. And he's like, that's not going to make it through the waters. Get rid of it now because we can't have this when resurrection comes. We can't take this to the other side. So why are we trying to hold on to it all? Shame, regret, unforgiveness, animosity, anger, bitterness, slander, envy, sexual sin. Why are we holding on to it? If you're in Christ, you're going to make it, throw it overboard. Because when we go through the waters, it can't come anyway. 
Noah, it's got to be new. You see, Noah had a sign and a seal. He had the promise of a new covenant, and he had the promise of that rainbow. You and I, the Bible says, has a new sign. Man, we have the sign of the cross, that God so loved the world, He sent His only Son. If you need more proof that God loved you than that, there's not none. That's just it. That God gave His seal of approval with His Son. And then He said He gave you the seal of the Holy Spirit, this promise that said, hey, I've given you this Spirit. He's going to dwell within you. And it's a seal, like a signet ring, Ephesians says, that you can look at that seal and say, man, I know that I am a child of God. I can cry out, Romans says, Abba, Father, I know that God loves me, that I'm going to make it through this car wash. I don't care how loud it gets, how bumpy it gets, how wet it gets, if it starts shaking and the tyrants and the thorns, all this stuff is torrent, and we're going to say, look, but we're in Christ. We know we're going to make it. I don't care what you go through in this life. If you're in Christ, you're going to make it on the other side. You're already resurrected. Even though we don't have it yet, that you've already experienced. If you're experiencing death with Christ, he says you're going to experience new life with Christ. So what does he say? We're seated already with him in heavenly places. Because Christ has already been resurrected, you in one sense have already been resurrected. Because Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father, you can know that you too will also be with Him in paradise. That's the seal. That's the sign. That's the promise. You look at that rainbow every single day and you think about that and we look at the beauty of it. That seal of the Holy Spirit is the same thing. God says, I love you. You've passed from judgment into new life. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you're going to make it. If you're in Christ, you're going to make it. You can have a confidence in your eternity because you've already had the new life experience. If you've died with Christ, you've already gained the new life. Colossians says this, Having buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with Him through faith in the working of God, who raised Him from the dead. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, He made you alive with him, together with Him, having forgiven us of all our transgressions. I'm so thankful that the ark made it through the waters and rested safely on the other side. I'm so thankful that Jesus went through the tomb and came up on the other side. Because if I'm in Him, I'm going to do the same thing. That's how this works. He's the ark. Get in Jesus. You're going to come out on the other side. That's the proof. Thank God we can be in the ark. I don't care how scary and bumpy this life may get. We're going to make it through if we're in Jesus. If you're in Christ. Are you in the ark? Are you in the ark? And my question to to you before we close is when's the last time you died with Christ? In your last couple of weeks and months the last thing you went through, maybe it was a marital argument maybe it was a test at work when people were poking your buttons, maybe it was making a big financial decision about where you're going to go buy a car or do something in your life or go on vacation or buy a new house or whatever or maybe it was with some family drama lately. Or maybe it was with seeing someone that offended you years ago and you saw them this last week or month. 
Did you die to self? Did you die with Christ in that moment? Because that stuff's not going to make it through. Our journey is still going. I think until Jesus comes and we come through those real waters, I'm going to keep throwing things out of this boat. That's my job. If I die, the more I die, the more I'll live. So would you bow your heads and hearts with me this morning? Are you in Christ? You say, yes, Pastor Heath. And I'll say, when's the last time you died? What's the last thing you crucified in your life? Did you hold your tongue? Did you sacrificially love somebody? Did you bless someone even though they didn't deserve it in your eyes? Did you show the character of Christ when you were injust- injustice was against you? Did you endure patiently people who have wronged you? Because that's going down into the depths with him. We're called to deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow him because that's the vessel. There's no other way to do the Christian life than to be in the vessel. And the vessel is going down into death. The vessel went through the waters. Church, how have we been dying lately? How have we been giving things up? When we look at the wonderful cross of Christ, how are we following him into a baptism of death so that we might have life and life more abundantly? He's called you to an everlasting joy, but it doesn't come through our own efforts. Every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today, and you do not know Jesus in a personal relationship. If you were to die today, man and woman, boy and girl, if you were to die today, are you certain you are in Christ? Have you come into the ark, repented of your way of living, and entered into him by faith, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit? Do you have that confidence?